The new liberal arts is inspiring students at Hiram College. I'm Abby, and I'm studying science, theater, and the art of communicating ideas. The new liberal arts is helping students find their unique voice and become their best self. I'm learning to think out loud, challenge myself, and everyone else. It's building a 21st century skill set and mindset that prepares them for careers of the future. I am ready to affect people's lives. I am Abby, and I am Hiram. Learn more about the new liberal arts at Hiram.edu. Welcome to Fireside Chats, 60 minutes of stimulating conversation with some of Northeast Ohio's most interesting entrepreneurs. Get the inside story from folks who have taken the leap and who are willing to share what they've learned, the good, the bad, and the inspiring. Fireside Chats, real entrepreneurs, real stories, real learning. Fireside Chats are brought to you by the Center for Integrated Entrepreneurship at Hiram College. Be sure to look for our Fireside Chat podcasts where you can listen on your own time and our dime. For more information, visit hiram.edu backslash entrepreneurship. Now, let's get chatting. So for everybody here, I had a very interesting dinner meeting tonight with your speaker. And a very interesting speaker. Anne has done a lot of good things throughout her college career. One of them is she's kind of put together her own business. And she did it right out of the college dorm, so to speak. It started really taking off. And it started taking off to the point where it became something she got very serious about doing upon graduation. Your speaker today has only been out of college about six months, but she's been in business for about the last couple years. And she's got it to the point now where there is no daytime job, there's nothing else, she's just doing the real business. So I think this is really interesting for all of you because the majority of people here are really all students. And not for every single, I don't know the lady in the back, but in any case, let's just say the majority of us are all students here. And it's a good chance for you to say, hey, what's it like? Somebody of my own age, so to speak, has a chance to do something, and maybe we can parlay then that into something our own selves later. As I said, we had a very interesting dinner meeting, and I think you'll really enjoy your speaker. So if you would, help me welcome your speaker, one of you from Kent State University, just recently graduated, Ann Scoach. I'm really, uh, I love sharing my story and um, telling people about my business, although I know most of you are men, so you might not connect with it like <laughs> a lady may, but I hope to um, kind of let you know that you can do anything uh, after college and um, opportunities come about that really um, can get you closer to your dreams a lot sooner than you think. So, um, like Dave said, my name is Ann, and I am the owner of Ann Kate. And Ann Kate is a Made in America accessories boutique that specializes in skyline silhouette purses and pillows like these here um, that are all cut and sewn here in Cleveland. So we manufacture them, they're all designed here, and they are fulfilled out of our studio in Cleveland here. Um, and like he said, I am a recent graduate of um, Kent State where I studied fashion merchandising with a minor in entrepreneurship. And I this has always been a dream to be an entrepreneur and run my business, and I'm so lucky to be able to be pursuing it right out of college. Um, I really never thought I'd be here so soon, but I really am so blessed to be here. So a little bit more about Ann Kate. 
Um, we began uh, two and a half years ago, but I've been an entrepreneur since I was about 13. Um, I got my first sewing machine uh, when I was 13 and always loved to create uh, products. And I found that a lot of people like to buy my products. I'd make purses and handmade jewelry. Um, it was very, very teenage, very young, um, but I still was able to make money out of things that I made. And I thought that was awesome that I could um, you know, get some spending money by selling a little purse I sewed up. So that, um, I had a passion for creating so much so that I chose to pursue fashion um, and entrepreneurship when I decided, you know, to take the step to get college. Um, and in my sophomore year of college, I went to create some uh, unique throw pillows for my dorm room just to match my black and white aesthetic. And I made these pillows with, um, uh, the Cleveland skyline on them and the New York skyline because those were my two favorite cities. One thing led to another. My mom shared the pillows on my or uh, her Facebook and people really encouraged me to sell them. So I tested them out on uh, my Etsy store that I had and six months later I had American Greetings requesting to wholesale them. So it was kind of a night and day uh, thing and I really from that point on decided I wanted to do this business full time and that I had a really unique product um, and that it had a lot of potential. And so from that moment on, my sophomore year of college, I um, took a little teenage Etsy store and rebranded it to what is now Ian Kate and um, and focusing on simplistic accessories that are uh, made in America here. So from that, that uh, wholesale order from American Greetings, um, you know, we've been in business from, for two years and have really grown since then. So a little bit more about Ian Kate. Um, right now, we uh, only offer this Skyline Silhouette product, so we do not offer any other accessories, but we offer over 85 different Skylines. We started with one Skyline. Um, they all are hand designed uh, by myself, um, but we've scaled to 85, and it's really exciting um, because there's 85 different potential markets for me to sell. Um, the way I've designed the product is uh, you know, really founded on the beauty and simplicity, and I'm really capitalizing the whole business on that. So our designs are just a simple black and white silhouette, and that's intentional. Um, the, your, the city skyline is not listed or, you know, um, on the product at all, the name of the skyline. There's no text on it, um, and that's just because I have designed them in a way that um, they're really simple, but really um, bold and, and recognizable so they're designed to be as depictive and unique as possible so that you know someone from Akron uh, will instantly know if that uh, if the product is in Akron skyline they'll instantly know it's their city so you may not be able to recognize that city but the person who's receiving the gift or receiving the product will instantly know so we're really trying to um, trying to cater to the beauty and simplicity and um, that you can still be bold and simple through our product our product, um, we've had a lot of success with it. It's been really exciting. Um, it's This business started with me sewing every product myself and I still sew a lot of our product. Um, but we capitalize a lot on the emotional connection that it provokes. So I know it's just a purse or a pillow and it's not necessarily solving a problem, but these products um, really do tell a story. Um, I had an opportunity to study in New York, part of my um, time at Kent State, and so New York has a place in my heart. Um, I mean, I'm from Cleveland, and I love Cleveland, and just myself alone, I, you know, I 
um, have a lot of different places that have impacted my life. And so I have products of those different places because they um, hold a special piece of my heart. And I found that almost every single person shares that um, or they either travel to a city they fall in love with, they have a dream of moving to a city, or they miss their hometown city. And so my products really cater to that person. Um, and also the city lover, the Clevelander who is obsessed with everything Cleveland, and, um, and you know the city lover who, who just really appreciates their city. So um, that emotional connection um, is really apparent in our products, and my products uh, I like to say capture the meanings, memories, and moments of cities around the world. Uh, I've had people buy my product because um, they're taking a girl's trip to Nashville and they want Nashville purses, or they got engaged in Chicago and this pillow um, was where they got engaged and they're getting married in Cleveland so they got a Chicago and Cleveland pillow, or someone really misses home and they bought a pillow of that hometown city um, as they just moved away to a new city. So um, I really have found there is a lot of potential for sale with the emotion that a product can provoke. Um, and I've really capitalized on that. So that's been really exciting. A little bit about our manufacturing process. Um, I am really passionate about products that are made in America. Um, and I, you know, there's one thing to be a handmade business, but there's another thing to be a made in America business. And that's what we have become. Uh, it started as a little handmade business out of my uh, house and my dorm room and apartment. And now we are actually scaled into our own manufacturing studio. So um, over the past two years, my manufacturing has been the hardest part about scaling with this business. I received a lot of opportunities over the past two years um, where I was featured on a national news segment that aired 48 different cities. That really scaled my business. and. Uh, several other features that were night and day difference um, where I was sewing everything and then I had to figure out how to fulfill these orders. Um, and so I've in independently contracted people, I've worked with a small batch manufacturer at one point, and, um, and then I sewed most of the products. And so in the past six months after I graduated, um, I really wanted to figure out how to effectively scale this business because the manufacturing uh, is the key. And if we can't produce our products, um, we can't sell products. And so I was actually intending on outsourcing our manufacturing and um, still in the United States, but I got samples made between New York and LA with a bunch of different manufacturers. But I really struggled to find someone who can make the product just like I could or to the quality standards we needed for the price we could afford. Um, our most expensive purse is $25, our pillows $35, and our, our uh, cheapest purse is $10. Our products are very affordably priced um, for a Made in America product, and so finding someone who could produce them for under um, $3 is a challenge because that's what we could do right now. Um, so with those you know, learning lessons, I probably invested a couple grand into getting samples in between New York and LA. And I said, all right, well, no one can do it. I'm just gonna scale vertically and, um, and set up my own manufacturing studio. And so that's what we did. We found the right place. Um, it was very affordable. We acquired about five grand in assets, um, got our own sewing machines, cutting tables, irons, and we are manufacturing our product uh, here in Cleveland. So it's been really exciting. Um, I pride myself on quality and affordable quality. 
um, and I really think our business embodies um, embodies that. So it's not a complete selling point um, that we're made in America and made in Cleveland, but it's really important to our business um, and important to our quality. We currently sell online and then through pop-up shops um, and then in about 30 stores nationwide, um, mainly in Cleveland here because we are Cleveland-based. Um, our big ones are we're in 10 Hallmark stores um, and um, we wholesale to American Greetings as well. Um, but 60% of our sales still come direct through online, which is great because that is hundred, or you know, double the margins of what a wholesale uh, order would be. So wholesale orders, we're going to be driving more. Um, I hope to get into 30 stores in every city in the next coming years, um, in all 85 cities. But for now, um, we're you know uh, working one day at a time and and scaling small but steady with our clients. Um, we've had a lot of success with our small boutiques that we work with who order you know maybe 25 units at a time, very small orders, but who turn inventory like uh, very fast. And so that's kind of a, a niche uh, a niche for us is these smaller boutiques that are a little higher end, um, but in small, but can still give us a lot of reorders versus a Hallmark, which we do well in Hallmark, but um, there's a lot more larger assortment in those stores and a unique product doesn't stand out as unique as it would in a small boutique. So it's been an interesting um, learning process to see where our products do really well and where our customer is at. Um, and I hope to take that to the next level this next year. In the past two and a half years, we sold over 5,000 products. So we are very small, but we are growing. Um, I like to just put this up here just because to me it's a really big accomplishment, um, even though we are small. Um, that's a lot of products and just about every single one of those has been sewn by my hands. So, um, you know, it's been exciting to work on all ends of the business, but hopefully uh, something I can step away from this coming year. Uh, so I'm not sewing and I can start selling more. Um, just a little bit more about me in the studio. So I am the only person on my team right now. Um, and I hope to be expanding the next couple months actually. Um, now that we have our studio space, we signed the lease in January, so this is a brand new thing for us. We're all set up and um, it is a showroom and manufacturing studio space. Um, but it is only me right now and, um, and that is hard in the sense of I'm you know wearing all the hats. I'm marketing, I'm reaching out to clients, I'm manufacturing, I'm fulfilling, um, I'm the creative director, I'm you know customer service. And I really do love all of that, um, but I'm excited to start growing my team and bring on interns and um, scale our manufacturing because right now I can sew about 50 products a day and that only caps us off at a certain amount per week and, um, and per year. So it's an exciting time um, to grow my team and I, I, it's one thing that is a challenge because I want someone to, or anyone who comes on my team to be, um, as in love with the brand and as aware of what we are intending to be as I am. And I know that will be challenging, but I'm excited to, um, to expand and um, there's so much to learn from other people as well. And I really think we'll be able to grow um, very fast as we grow our team. So right now we only have this Skyline Silhouette product and we offer this broad assortment um, or a deep assortment of 85 different Skylines. And it's been a really great gift product. 75% um, of my customers 
you know, re-gift their, um, their products so they don't, um, they are not the end user um, of the purchase. And so I hope to continue to develop our brand. We've worked really hard to develop the Ann Kate brand um, under just the beauty and simplicity and um, quality and just a very um, classic style. Um, but that also provokes a lot of feeling and meaning. Um, and so the plan is to really drive this product for the next year, um, but in the process also start developing new product um, in the same giftable realm, but um, mainly in simplistic accessories. Um, I want to become like the next Kate Spade, but in my own brand um, and, and drive um, just, you know, the unique simple products and accessories. So we're going to stay in accessories and really I only intend on staying in purses. Um, and I want the Skyline thing, I know it's successful because we've already had amazing success, but I want the Skyline thing to not be my whole business. Um, I want it to be, you know, the thing that made me and really important to our branding, but, um, you know, product life only has, there's, it's a cycle. So, um, you know, I believe this product will be around for a long time, but we can't fully sustain and grow a million dollar business on one product alone. So I'm excited to start developing our brand more. Um, we've worked really hard on it and um, it's very strong as it is and we're trying to brand, you know, every purse as an Ann Kate. Um, and so I'm excited to see where that goes in the next coming year. Um, so if I could give any advice to you guys, I was so lucky to pursue my business while I was in college um, and it was, <coughs> such an exciting adventure and it was tough but I learned everything um, or everything I learned I applied directly to my business and that was something I took for granted but also um, you know really took advantage of and so I would encourage you if you have an idea or if you have a business start it now because your resources are amazing they're all free and at your fingertips um, I'm so lucky I still work with advisors at Kent and um, I've met some amazing people and you know I've met the president of Kent and the deans and um, that's all just through my business and I uh, was very lucky to be able to pursue it while I was in college despite it was a hard balance but um, I would not be here today if I didn't pursue it then so I really encourage you because there are so many resources here um, at your fingertips to pursue it now if you have an idea or even just uh, you know something in the back of your mind um, it is really exciting to be a student entrepreneur and you could end up like me and um, be pursuing your business full-time after college so there are a lot of opportunities I received that helped me get here and I spent six months after college um, working at a part-time part-time job at a marketing firm but um, it was a leap of faith and one I'm so grateful for um, because I'm living my dream and I'm six months out of college I'm 22 and the worst I can do is fail, and I don't think we will, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'll be, after a year or two, I could still be really young and have a whole future ahead of me, and I really believe that's true for a lot of us. So I really encourage you to, to pursue your businesses now, because um, you never know where you'll end up. So thank you so much for listening to me, and if you guys have any questions, please, uh, please do not hesitate. Okay. Um, are you thinking about putting like other type of skylines on um, on these purses? So um, we offer over eighty-five different skylines. So do you mean just different cities or like maybe just different like type of um, like maybe something like not just color? Just, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
uh, I was very adamant at first about staying with the black and white because it was on brand um, and I didn't want to throw a skyline on everything or on phone cases and keychains and I really wanted to stay um, with our simple assortment but I um, there's a complete market for in the sports industry especially for um, for these products and so I am in the process of developing um, a skyline purses with uh, sports team colors on them so um, right now the, you can only uh, bring in a like clear transparent bag into any NFL stadium or college football stadium or a little purse that's four and a half by six and a half and so I'm developing the regulation size purse in the team colors um, and I'm excited to release that um, I'm gonna do it in about July for um, Indians and then for, for Browns, and we're just gonna, gonna test it with that in Ohio State for one city, and we'll kind of go from there. So I'm, um, I'm definitely experimenting with some color and gonna be getting into some different realms, um, and that's just more to sell the product. Um, that won't really help grow the brand as much, um, but it will be a great great way because the product is, is perfect for, for sporting events and um, things of that nature. Uh, how about, uh, do you think that you're going to stay with like the same design? So Yeah, so I, I know, I, um, I want the Skyline thing to be a really important part of the business, but I want to develop new simplistic accessories in the next coming year. Um, we'll stay definitely in purses um, for now. Um, I don't really want to delve into clothing or anything, um, but yeah, I'm excited to develop um, <coughs> accessories that are not necessarily have a Skyline on them and more just... Um, embody the beauty and simplicity and so I really have a strong customer base and um, that's who that will be catering to more so um, and then I hope to take those to my wholesale clients and, and grow that grow my new product with them that's what I was going to ask mm -hmm. it feels like like a, like a skyline cover to know what fell out maybe know what's going on type of thing that'd be pretty cool. yeah that'd for sure absolutely like two skylines or, or colors like uh like um like a pillow, or not a pillow, a cover to go with your pillow. So yeah. two in one. Absolutely. You pay a little bit more. Yeah, like yeah. a pillow case. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I actually originally designed it with a zipper so you could like take out the pillow form. Um, now they're not, but I definitely could do that. And, um, and yeah, it's it's kind of fun to um, change it up. And, and yeah, I love that idea. So how often, uh, because I was reading in the Kent State e-letter, how often are you getting people suggesting skylines to you? Because you um, said that you typically would make them. Yeah, so we started with one skyline, and then I knew I was going to be featured um, featured on the national news segment, and so I designed all 48 of those city skylines. So it was like a, it was through Channel 3 in Cleveland, but it was for their whole network. And so essentially like Channel 3's, like Cleveland little news stations in all these different cities. So it wasn't like a Good Morning America National, but it was through their network. So that helped build my portfolio of Skylines. And then absolutely, I um, in the first six months, I probably got like a request a week, if not more. Now, um, maybe one a month. And it takes me about an hour to design them. Um, I take research online and um, I work with the customer one-on-one -on -one to make sure it's exactly what they want. Um, but yeah, so was a lot. It was very frequent when I first started, um, and and now it's not as much. But we have just about every skyline now. I'm getting like really <coughs> random ones. I had a split Croatia over Christmas. I had um, like Copenhagen. Some really like obscure that 
are actually very challenging because they don't have as uh, iconic skylines as like a simple New Yorker. Um, but they're fun too because then I could design, you know, the monuments or the iconic buildings. Like I've done Rome and I have the Colosseum in there and um, some of the old, uh, old structures um, in the city that are still recognizable. So, so yeah, um, the designing, it's not a big time commitment and I don't really charge for that. Um, but it's definitely a part um, that adds to the business and adds to the equity of the business as we have more intellectual property, the more value you have, so. You ever had like international sales, like to make anyone who's like, because I know you, um, on your website you have, uh, like you were just saying, you have international cities. Absolutely. So do you, have you ever tried to like maybe send out like, or like have someone from like say Rome buy one and you know send it to Rome? Yeah, for sure. So um, I, the international skylines I sell are, my customers are more so like they're travel lovers or in their US based. Um, but I've, I've sold probably maybe like 10 products internationally um, and and they were to like London or things of that nature. Um, I really have not delved into any market other than Cleveland uh, in terms of like wholesale, um, but I'm excited to and so definitely I want to as we grow. Um, but yeah, I, um, I find that my customers, um, I, I think over 60% of my customers didn't purchase the city skyline where they were living in, which really embodies our mission of just um, animating the memories and moments of cities around the world. So I found um, a lot of people <coughs> bought cities of, of different uh, skylines that they, they live in just because um, they love a, a place they traveled or they used to live there, things of that nature. I wonder, is there any way you could actually take like a real picture taken uh, by someone who went to like Paris or New York and put it on a bag like that? Or was that, um, is that where you kind of get into issues, I wonder? I mean, would that even be a good idea, you think? Or, Absolutely, like, yeah. It, it's more of a, uh, it would have to be more of a made-to-order model. And um, I don't really offer that as much on my website, but it's absolutely possible. So how it works is my fabric. Um, I order like by the yard. I'll, I can build a yard any way I want, so I can put 50 purses in one uh, one skyline on a yard, or I could put, you know, 50 purses of five different skylines on a purse. I can design it any way I want, um, and so the fabric is digitally printed. It's not screen printed, and then it's cut and sewn in Cleveland. Um, so we can really take any design, any color. Um, it wouldn't affect the price because the yardage is you just order by the yard. So I could take a photo and I could throw it um, on a purse easily. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a whole different market and I have found that one of the biggest challenges is definitely inventory and, and the manufacturing behind it. And so because I offer 85 different skylines, it's really hard to um, figure out inventory and what's gonna sell and what customers I'm gonna get this week. I know my most popular skylines and my most popular uh, styles, but um, the more like product offerings I, I have or ability to customize, the cha more challenging it gets just um, in terms of managing inventory. So I feel like that could definitely sell at, at uh, like boutiques and stuff like that in Nashville and like yeah. you said with New York and stuff. Because I just went to Nashville not too long ago and I feel like there'd be a lot of shops where that could sell at. You Absolutely. Know? I mean it does so well in our Cleveland stores and the Cleveland customer is very unique and everyone loves Cleveland. If you're from Cleveland, you are a diehard Clevelander. 
Um, and so it's been interesting actually because I'm in four Columbus hallmarks um, and then four Cleveland hallmarks. And my Cleveland ones turn inventory like double of what Columbus does. And it's because, you know, I don't think people love Columbus like Clevelanders love Cleveland. And so it's interesting. Uh, it still does well, but I'm trying to first reach those cities that are just like Cleveland and, and drive those because um, they're the people who will buy a, this product and buy like five of them. Um, I just offhand, like I, when I was featured on the news, um, St. Louis was huge. They like were absolutely like, I sold so many St. Louis products. Um, and so that was kind of funny and I felt like they have that same connection Clevelanders may have. Um, I found Portland was really a big seller. Um, and then Nashville is also a really big seller. I think everyone that goes to Nashville is, falls in love and like, you know, wants to go a million times again. So I find a lot of people will purchase that Skyline as well. You ever try to like um, expand in your cities, like try to make little shops there? Like, uh, like you said, you you find you have cities that, like you said, that will buy like St. Louis mm -hmm. and Portland, like, like you said, Nashville, and some like Dallas. Dallas would be another good city to sell. I could see because I'm from Dallas. Yeah, so, absolutely. So the skyline is like really big. Like, as soon as like uh, I come from the airport and I can see the skyline, that's how I know I'm home. Exactly. When I see the skyline. Exactly. So. Like, would you ever try to like make a little shop there at each of those cities and see if you could sell your product there? Like, yeah, shops? for sure. It's hard because I, I'd love to have like an Ankate store, but mm -hmm. since I only offer this Skyline product, I feel like you know I would have to get a, a larger assortment or become a boutique and sell this product. But I like selling in stores, so you know there's the every airport has a Hudson News store, and that's going to be something I'm going to try to pursue. Um, to get kind of like a souvenir, like mm -hmm. the brand this product is a souvenir in those realms um, where, you know, if you're traveling through an airport, you can buy a Dallas Skyline or things of that nature, same with hotels. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I do order, I offer a Dallas Skyline, but um, the hope is to find like a bunch of stores in Dallas to sell my product instead mm -hmm. of actually like popping up in Dallas. But, um, but I love what you said about like, when you see the skyline, you know, then you know you're home. And that's what I, I really found, you know, and why I started the skyline thing, because, you know, you drive, even if you're just driving into Cleveland, like, oh, it's so exciting, you're almost there in the city, like, adventure awaits when you see the skyline. Or when you drive into New York, like, you're in New Jersey, and you're still an hour away, and you can see it, like, just the excitement it provokes, or the feelings of home, or whatever, you know, it really is um, something I've capitalized on, and it's been really awesome, but, um, but there's that feeling it, it really mm -hmm. provokes and it's it's kind of cool that my products can they're you know they're not just a purse or a pillow and they, they kind of provoke something so yeah when someone asks you to have a, a new skyline do you like put that into your um, into your line of opinion but, like you know for anyone else to buy it like, absolutely yeah so um, right now I have like if someone wants a custom skyline um, they can just like type it in and then I get back to them within like 12 hours. Um, but it's a $5 upcharge just for like a little design fee. Um, but once it's designed, I'll put it on my website and absolutely like it's just co costs just as much as the other products. And, um, and yeah, so it, it's one of those things where if the Skyline hasn't been designed by now, um, it's not going to be a bestseller because I know what my bestsellers are just by popularity. But um, I definitely have had, um, 
it's been worthwhile to have a customer say, hey, can you design this one? And I'll throw it up on my website because other people do buy it. Other questions? What would you say is the favorite skyline that you've designed? That I've ever designed? Um, I, I mean, my favorite two are definitely Cleveland and New York, and that's just definitely biased. But I, after I lived in New York, I redesigned my New York skyline, and I just, I think it's, it is my favorite, and it was so fun to design because I knew all the iconic buildings, and so I was like, okay, this is this, this, and this, and they're really detailed, which was fun for me. So, um, so yeah, that, that's definitely probably my most favorite one to design. <laughs> So with your new studio, are you gonna are you planning on also selling out of there or? Yeah. So um, the building I'm in, we're in this really cool like old. It's uh, was an old match factory, and so it's old brick. Like I have a lot of exposed brick and low hanging pipes, and um, the building houses like a, uh, 40, 50 businesses, um, ranging from just office spaces. There's a yoga studio. Uh, there's an art gallery, a hair salon, our house of representatives is in the building, there's like a church. And so it's um, a weird space because it's not really a storefront and um, it, there are so many other random businesses in there. that It does get foot traffic, but I never really intended on it being a retail space because it isn't a storefront. Um, and so I set up the studio to have kind of, um, it's an open space, but um, one side is like an office area, I have a pink couch. and. Um, the, the idea behind that was if I had clients come in, um, it's kind of a showroom-esque environment. I had this big wall in the back where I would display all my products. And, um, and so I have had people come in and just, you know, see what we're doing. And it's kind of cool because you can see the manufacturing exactly right there. Um, and they can see their product being produced. Um, but that's, it's not like an everyday thing. I'm, I'm pretty, um, it's just usually me. And, um, once in a while I'll get something to walk through, but, and I, and it, when that happens, I do sell, sell product, but, um, but yeah, for the most part, it's strictly a manufacturing studio, and that was the idea, like, it wasn't intended on being a retail space anyway, um, but if I'm in there, my door's unlocked, and people can definitely come in and buy a product, um, because I have it displayed in an area, um, so yeah, but, I intend on having open studios like once a month. Um, the building does like a one once a month open studio with all the artists and all the other businesses. So that'll help with just general PR and general growing my business. Um, but yeah, I don't, um, since I only have this one product right now, like a retail space wasn't necessary or practical even. Um, but as we develop, you know, maybe we'll have a small little retail space and um, kind of go from there. So when you and I had dinner, I didn't get a chance to really ask you, what what are you doing right now to kind of protect your, your whole process? Your <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing I can really do to prevent someone from taking a skyline and throwing it on a purse. Um, there are maybe, like I've done my competitive research and there really is not anyone doing what I'm doing. Obviously, skylines are like everywhere right now. It's a trendy thing too. But um, on purses and pillows, uh, what we have is pretty unique, which is great. But I really have no, um, I have not, there's nothing I could do in the sense of if someone takes the skyline and puts it on, on a product. Um, if someone does that and uh, is, has a name similar to Ann Kate, um, we are protected. Ann Kate is trademarked. Um, and that was actually just 
not even something I intended on doing. I just had a really great opportunity to get a trademark for 200 bucks through Kent State. And so I was like, well, might as well. Um, so we're trademarked in that, you know, if someone sells a similar product under a similar name, then we're protected. Um, but in terms of our designs, every one of our designs is copyrighted to ourselves. So that doesn't say mean that someone can go steal it and change it a little bit. Um, but our designs are copyrighted. So, um, you know, all 85 are um, under our intellectual property there. So yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, in terms of our processes, you know, we, there's no, nothing unique about how we manufacture besides that, um, you know, they're quality and, and durable, but still, um, you know, affordable. Um, and so we kind of just stand out in terms of our branding and, um, and the uniqueness for now. But it's, it's hard, because <laughs> it, it's not, I can't trademark a purse or a pillow, um, just because that's not, you know, not something that's trademarkable, but, but yeah. <coughs> Anything else? Okay, well, how about a round of applause for the speaker? Um, that you know you guys are all entrepreneurs now and, and in your futures.